Hey, Miss Red's audience. Okay, I'm not going to hold you long. Part two with my panel about racism. Thank you guys. Enjoy. Redneck rave. What would be your feeling about that? You know, what you say? Uh, and I'm about, I'm not about to go. I nope. Turn around. I'm not exposing my kids to that. Nope. Okay. I'm about to have, I'm about to have a good time. I know how I'm about to have a good time. <laughs> I'm about to have me a real good time. We finna party. <laughs> okay, Monique, what would be your take? Um, we ain't going to no redneck race. Hey. Okay, so I'm how would like <laughs> well, how would you feel if it was at a church? A redneck, yes, redneck grave, red redneck yeah, rave, R A V. Oh, red... oh uh-huh. I was like, um, yeah, Nisha, I probably have to pass on. That's a hard no for me because I I don't understand where that's going. Right. Well, who invited? Who invited me? That's the question. So, if if I'm trusting that the person who invited me knows where we're going, like now, if you just call me like, "Hey, I heard about something. Meet me over here," you know, and we get there, then I'm like, I, I'll probably check it out just because you invited me. But if some like, uh, I'm going, man. Shoot, I'm not. I'm not scared of people. If I'm with somebody, I'm just not going by myself. Okay, okay. Sis, well, how, if it was a church event, Redneck Rave, and you knew someone that was there, would you still attend with your children? Um, that's going to be a hard no for me. They need to change the uh, name of that. If you want all people to come, it, it can't be called Redneck, Redneck, um, Rage. Is that what you said, Rage? R- rave. Oh, Rave. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and and having and, a rave at a church is totally sinful. Just to let you know, the raves it goes down at the raves. I, I mean, I don't even know what it is. It was the name Redneck that stood out to me that I thought was very highly inappropriate and very um, uh, defensive. And th- now I will say that the people that hosted this event were very apologetic um you know that's not what they meant and stuff but i feel like that's the the go-to apology that we're we are constantly receiving oh well i didn't mean it like that or oh no you know what i i feel like how was that loving kind or receiving when like sis said if you want it for all people how is that for all people when it was segregated for a redneck rave. You get what I'm saying? I mean, because that might be their primary targeted audience. Like, so my thing about racism is, like, I get in trouble a lot because I I can't be like people where I say I don't see color because I definitely see color. But it's like, we can highlight certain things as being black and celebrated, right? So we'd be like, if you show up to a black power meeting, right, are you going to find that offensive? It's yeah. like, I do find that offensive, though. Right, but I was about us, right? So if yeah. we pull up to a black power rally, like, 
we're happy, right? We're like, oh, black power, black lives matter, pause, because that's different, but just black power, just happy being celebrated. We want the right to be able to, you know, celebrate our heritage, our culture, wherever we are, we want to stand up and say black power and, and stand on that and be right. respected for that. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, a white person, <laughs> if you go see a white power rally, it's, it's, it's no empowerment for them. Like, they're not allowed to empower themselves because, like, if they're over there chanting white power, we love ourselves, we love white people, we're looking at them like it's racist. So they don't have the same ability to celebrate themselves. You know what I mean? So in my mind, I think that's kind of messed up. You know what I mean? Like, they white folks can't celebrate themselves because of what happened in the past. Like, okay. Like, I, I, like it's so, it can be so frustrating to be blamed for something that you had nothing to do with. Right. I mean, it's the point that you're making, and it's a very good point, but let's be 100% real. And most of those rallies, they're not talking about white empowerment. Mm. They're talking about bringing down another race. Mm. They're, they're talking about causing harm to someone else. Now, when I use the term redneck, there are some black people that are rednecks. Yeah. They just actually country-born individuals. They do mudding and cow tipping, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what they do. So, you know, I like I said, even in high school, I respected that. I was just like, he's just a country boy. Right. He don't have. And you see that he don't have any hate towards me because of my color. Right. And I think that's where, you know, where the confusion comes in is because I can understand if you was having a rally to empower your your black, your white women, your your white men, and you're encouraging them to be better. But when you bring hatred into it, it takes away from what, what you're trying to promote. Oh. Because I've never you know, I've never seen a black rally that would focus on another race. When you talk about black power or when even when you talked about the, the Black Panther um, party, they were about bringing us more together, getting us above the poverty level or, you know, encouraging you to do better or it was informative, you know, yeah, it's always about the oppression, about being oppressed by the white man, though. Like, right? So we've always been told but that we're oppressed by the white man. Like, I mean, that's just a, a general teaching. We have to overcome this white oppression. Like, it's always that. So I don't really think, like, just say Charlottesville. Like, they didn't say any. We're going to take black people over. We're going to kill black people. We're going to stop black people. Like, those was 100% Trump supporters out there just being white. You know what I mean? And everybody was so upset. And it's like, you're going to have protesters about celebrating. I mean, I just, I get it. But I just think that it's messed up because white people can't be proud about who they are. And like, they can. I mean, they, to but me, they have to, to do me, it they themselves. Like, they can't be like, I'm proud to be white. Like, shut your white ass up. Like, what? Like, they don't but, even. But it's in some cases, some black people can't say that they're proud to be black because they don't think like other black people, like the media wants you to think that black people should think. There's a lot of 
black people who are outcasted in their own race because they don't think the same as others. Amen. They don't listen to they don't listen to rap music or you know they don't do black people stuff. Yes. So they get outcasted as a weirdo or you know they ain't normal. But at the end of the day, the color is they're still black. Exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of people think, oh well. You know, I'm supposed to think like this. No, why can't we think differently and still get along? And that's and that's a lot of the, you know, a lot of white people that I know, they're like, look, man, like they're the coolest people. They just want to love. But they have their preference or whatever. And, you know, they don't understand. And, you know, I tell a lot of them, don't call me African-American. I'm not African. Don't do that. They don't even like me. Right. Don't call me African American. And then, like, some of them are hesitant when they say, well, you want me to say black? Like, you can just tell there's been this this burning put on the word black. Black is a color. I know Jesus is up there scratching his head like, oh, my gosh. They're going to be shocked when they see me because I'm not dark, nor am I pale. You know, you know, I'm in the middle. It's just, it, it describes him. And so, like... I just feel like there's this um, way of when he did when he separated the tribes or whatever nation. I think it's just you got your evil people that came in with their own agenda, and even in our own community. And um, Talisha, welcome, good morning, love. And uh, we're on the topic about racism, and I know you have experienced some racism. Um, and Talisha. You are not just black. You are black, white, and um, everything else. And everything else. I love it. Now, Talisha, you um, explain your background. Like um, your father, I know, was um, a very handsome black man. Was your mother white? And my mother is white and Portuguese. And black. So my real grandfather was black and Portuguese. Oh, okay. And my grandma was white. So I'm a little bit of everything. Are you? And my daughter is mixed with everything because her father is Italian. Oh, okay. He's Italian. Okay. So we're just mixed with everything. So I say we have the best world of all of it, but. Hey, I say, I love it. I've never experienced racism when I was growing up. But I also grew up in a little town um, up north. And we all went to school together from kindergarten on and graduated together. So we have somebody else from up north, okay. My daughter has experienced it right here in the Daresville. I mean, it's awful. Um. Little white children calling her the N-word, and she's just as white as they are. Right. It's awful. Right. How, and there's more racism now. People are teaching their kids it. It's awful. Yeah. Wow, we're in 2022. Should be over this garbage. Nobody is one race. Nobody besides the real Africans. And, and, and you know... Um, at the beginning, uh, I was saying how it has been a mental strain for, 
you know, black people that have went through it. And I was saying, especially for our men. Now, Howard, you know, being from up north, just like you are, you know, he was saying, you know, I didn't really experience that, which, you know, as history, it does show that racism wasn't like that up there. It was more in the south. But um, now, they're very racist up north. Sometimes I tell you they're more racist than the south. Oh, well, you're the first. Oh, no, no, they really are racist up there. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely racist. It's definitely racism. Mm-hmm. Up. I mean, I'm from Delaware, so we was like the last state to abolish slavery. So there is racism. It's just that it's just, it's kind of like the pandemic. Like down here in Atlanta and Florida and stuff like the pandemic. It was over before it was for everybody else. Like we barely got into it, like masks, mandates, and all the other kind of stuff, and having to have a vaccine just to eat. Like they didn't have that down here. But when you went up north, it was like shut down. Like you couldn't do this. So it was like Jim Crow laws up north when it was relaxed down south. So it was it's flipped up there. So the racism yeah. is up there. It's just a little more. Uh, depending on what area you in, though, it can be real abrupt or it's going to be real subtle. You know what I mean? But it's that, it's racism. It's not as like, wide open as it is here. Yeah, there you go. That's and it. And here, they just they don't care. That's what's so bad about it. They just don't. Like even the school system don't care. They may play like they care, but they don't. How has this affected your daughter mentally with her being called the N word and her daddy is white? Because now, listen, now, (laughs) it ain't funny. Now she will, she doesn't care for white people. Mm. And she'll, and the first thing she'll say is, that's something, you know, like, let somebody do something. She'll be like, that's so white of them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's just like that. And she just, she just doesn't care for them like that anymore. Let it be. Well, we all know her. Her donor, she don't care for either. But right. Uh, so it's like she's so just being mistreated. It's just like and like when I was going to pull her out of this school. Her mindset is, you know, they already know how she is. Um, she knows how they work, and they're not going to fool with her. But we haven't had any issues so far this year. Well, I guess because you know. Once you put your hands on somebody, other people tend to see what you're about. And, uh... Felicia, do you know how beat your wife She beat this little white girl last year, three weeks into school. Yeah. Um, because they were saying things, and the little girl was gay and aggressive, so she had a lot against her. And, uh, <laughs> she did. She, she whooped her ass, but, you know... Took her to do that because there was a little girl, and I told Nisha, there's a little white girl who told her. Now, this is before she got into the fight. Three weeks into school, okay? At Daresville, one thing you got to understand, they'll say, we're family, we're family. No, you're family if you grew up there. But if you're an outsider, hmm, you're not. But anyways, the little girl, Serenity, had wore... Um, a pink shirt, you know, the brand pink. And the little girl said, I didn't know black kids could afford pink. 
Mm. I said, oh, Jesus, I'm so glad I'm not in school because, see, my mouth is slicker than hers. She got a slick mouth, but mine was, is real slick. So I said, well, what did you say? She said, Mama, I just had to turn around on that girl because I, I just want to punch her. I was like, oh, okay, because, see, I would have told her your daddy bought it for me. <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> my mouth is just that slick, but it, it's really sickening that you would even have to try to come up with something to say. Like, what does a brand mean to anybody? But we say that to say, you know, look at all the people who wore Tommy Hilfiger, and he made it very clear he didn't make that for black people. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, that that was a thing, you know. Um, Same thing that they say Michael Kors did, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think in the world that we're in today, I feel like this. We have come so far on so many things, but yet on a lot of things, we are just going straight backwards, especially today. Like like I said, racism should not even be a thing. It should be a thing of the past because, like I said, everybody's got, everybody's got that little white girl that <laughs> wasn't supposed to be messing with the little black boy and then ended up pregnant. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It happens all the time. So if Jackie's racist, and then all of a sudden, see, okay, well, you can't be messing with black boys. And what's she going to do? She messes with them. Because I'm going to tell you what, a lot of them little white girls out of Daresville, you rest assured they go with little Negroes. It might be undercovered, but you know, I see a lot in the school system. So although you would say that a Daresville high school is a racist school, there's still undercover white girls that are portraying to be racist, but they're still seeking out their black boys? Oh, girl, yes. Okay, yes. that just sounds like a, a silent war to just continue. Right, but they don't want daddy to know. You know what I'm saying? That's what that is. Because daddy's probably the racist one growing up in the Daresville, you know, redneck, all that, but it's how it is. Okay, so now, Talisha, you just pointed out the word redneck. Now, Talisha, I'm not naming the place, um, I, although I know you know of it. We're not going to name it for um, just, you know, le legal reasons. But um, would you have attended the redneck rave event that was held at a local church? So here's here's the deal on that. I had no clue what was going on. I was just told to bring my child to the event. I didn't know because I dropped her off and I didn't know until after. And then when I spoke with you, would I have done it? No. You want to know why? Because that's one of the things that she come home and said, she said, I'm not going back. It's just full of redneck. Okay. Sometimes I think like the Russian, the, the hardest part of racism that kills me is that sometimes we be mad at white people for disliking the same stuff we don't like as black people anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, ah, it's the same stuff gonna piss me off about a black person. I can say it, and it's like, yeah, you're right. But then if the white person said the same exact thing, they're like, oh, they're racist. Like, nah, they have a right to feel exactly how we do. So it's kind of like we it's just continue. It's a double standard on 
black children all the way down to the dark ones. Yeah. I said, oh. She said, tell me what's the matter with this picture. That's it. Uh, yeah, same school. And me and Adrian yeah. know what school you're talking about because we were just huh? discussing that, um, yeah, how I that said, was oh. very inappropriate. Now, listen, she had gone everywhere in the county about this situation. She went to the teacher. She went to the principal. She cannot stand that principal um, because she asked the principal, what is your opinion on this picture? Oh, it's so-and-so's class. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion? She didn't. She didn't get it. She didn't get it. She said she went to the superintendent. She's like, what do you do? She says, I'm just going to pull my son up. She says, because they don't care. They don't find nothing the matter with it. I said, oh. Yeah, this school no. have been um, been popping up um, a lot lately. And it's the same school where the teacher went, where a white teacher went to another white teacher and they made the comment, you know, you have, um, have you noticed you have a classroom full of African-American kids? And she said, no. What do you mean? Oh, you know you're going to have a rough year. See, that's wrong. And she should not be a teacher. No. No. Now, but you want to know something? She'll remain a teacher. Oh, yeah. She absolutely. They choose not to serve me, but I I can't get with that part. So you're saying that when when it was the color um side only, no colors allowed, and they wanted a biscuit, they should have they should have went to their side of the town. Yeah, they should have just went to wherever their black family business was. Why? Because there was a black own business right down the street selling biscuits but because the white man said nah y'all can't eat here we want to be like no we want your biscuits like nigga please like i'm not i don't care about their white only biscuits like what keep your white only biscuits it was the same thing with the with the bus boycott you know what i mean like there were so many black bus companies that they could have rode but but because the white man they let the black woman ride in front. They boycotted all the bus systems. And black businesses went out of business. And that's stuff that people don't talk about. So, you know, it's, it's again, it was black. There was black bus companies back then. There, but there was only one way, one mode of transportation. That's something that we've been taught or fed or having researched. But there's alternate ways. But we all, we were sitting down in a black restaurant, at a white restaurant, trying to eat food like it wasn't a black uh, restaurant two miles down the road. So you had a black water, we had a black and a white water fountain, and we was mad because we couldn't drink from the white fountain. Like, nigga, it's a black one right there. But maybe the white one was colder. It don't matter. It's right there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's right there. Like, we was on the same bus, and it was like, oh, I can't sit in the front. Nah, versus, no, we got the whole bus line shut down because. You couldn't go to the back of the bus. Like, if you had got your ass up and going to the back of the bus, you wouldn't have went to jail. The bus runs, and I get it because we had to stand up for something, but damn it, we going to the same place. Like, just go to the back. You know, we fight for stuff that we ain't really, I ain't gonna say we have to, but we really, I don't feel like we had to. We had, when we had segregation, we had a lot of good stuff. We might have lacked resources, but we had more power as a community. And now, now that is true. That's true. Yeah, I'm working off of that real quick.
because Howard does have a, he has a very strong and valid point that a lot of people do feel this way. Um, I don't even want to say that back in the day when we were segregated, that, um, that um, the black community was limited. It was actually fruitful. I mean, we started off the panel talk about the Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's what desegregation is what was the demise of the black community because we wanted to be so a part of the white community that it was like, okay, right. so you want to be a part of our community? We're going to make it hard for you. We're going to make it harder for you. So we're going to come into your communities. We're going to take we're going to split your, fam- your families apart. Mm-hmm. We're going to do all these things because you want a piece of our pie. But your pie is fine. Yep. Your pie is fine. Listen, the man who made Coca-Cola was really a black man. And, of course, a white man is the one that took it over. But, like, if you go back and look at everything, there is so many talented black folks but they just, I guess, wanted the white men to recognize them. Mm. And I'm glad that y'all brought that up. Because when Howard, like you said, um, Adrian and Talisha, when Howard was speaking about how we had the resources, like, why, why were you pushing the agenda? Oh, no, I'm not this. Oh, oh, no. Like, you're making war out of nothing. So do you think that's still happening today? Oh, uh, yeah, it's happening today. In what way? It's definitely happening today. It, ha- it, happens, it happens today more mentally, right? So there's a falsehood of still being oppressed. Like, black people this and black people that. But if you look, we got four black million billionaires just between Kanye, Rihanna, Jay-Z, and LeBron. That's four black billionaires. So I can't see a level of oppression that they're talking about. I can see the systematic racism that they, they try to apply uh, in some areas. But for the most part, we almost have a, we have the ability to achieve greatness. Back then, not so much. I mean, even back then, I, my argument is in 1921, um, <clears throat> uh, Madam C.J. Walker was a millionaire. The first black female millionaire not the first black millionaire the first female black so already in 1921 we already have black millionaires so how we come to a place a hundred years later and people are still saying we we were oppressed and we don't have this and that and the third we've always had the, the ability to achieve so i think it's more you want, me, you want me to take a while first of all they let government rule too much See what I'm saying? For simple fact is, it's they want to keep the black person down, but then it's like they want to be put down. Mm. Yeah. In today's society, like, come on, you don't. Have I don't to see that though. I don't. I don't, I don't see I, that. I don't. I don't see it. how governments want to keep black people down. Like, I, Listen, like, it, I, I think that because everything is, everything is a choice, right? So no. There's no government law that will keep me as a black man down. Now, we may say, you know, laws about, uh, you know, criminal criminality um, is 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 uh, unbalanced or whatever. I, okay, I get that, but I'm also like, 
you know, don't do the crime, can't do the time. So I'm like, it's, it's, a, it's a catch 22. Like, you know, yeah, they're, they're, you know, the judgment can be wrong, but whatever. Like, you just shouldn't do it. So, but outside of crime and everything, we're not really limited in what we can do. There, there's we're no not limited, unproportionate on our levels of achievement. You're letting them put in your mind that you can't do it, so they don't do it. I have a problem with them. I just don't like them. I have a problem with them. Like, my best friend, one of my best friends, is a white supremacist. Like, he doesn't, like, when I met him, like, he didn't like black people at all. He had swastikas. He had, like, everything anti-black. And at the time, I sold drugs or weed or whatever. So the only thing that he liked was green. And I had the best green. But so we wound up, you know, cooking up or whatever and becoming, you know, partners in the drug game. And to this day, like, so, but he didn't like Jesus. He didn't believe in God. He was. Did you get him to Jesus? So, yeah, so. So fast forward, like after all that, I stopped selling. I, I used to go on my little sabbaticals or whatever. And um, I guess he fell on hard times and somebody came to him wherever he was and, uh, you know, approached him about Jesus. And he accepted Jesus and became a Mormon pastor. See? So out of, all, out of all the hatred, like I was there when his mom died. I was there when his dad died. I was there for the birth of all his kids. Mind you, I'm the only black person. I'm probably still the only black person who's been in his house. But it was Did you something. Talk to him? Yeah, I talk to him all the time. His kids, his kids call me Uncle Howard. <laughs> and uh, he, matter of fact, he called me. He called me last year. And he said, uh, he said, yo, they call me Pete. He said, yo, Pete. He said, uh. Uh, your nephew need to talk to you. I said, what's going on? He was like, can you tell him that he can't go around using the N-word with his friends? And, like, I really had to explain to his son, which went to your point earlier, um, his son was only, like, 10 or 11. So he using the N-word not as a, as a disrespectful term, but because it's what you hear on the radio. Or because the, his black his black friends are using the N word, and so he's like, "Nick." So I literally had to sit on the phone and have a conversation with my my little white nephew about the the powers of the N word. He was trying to tell his son, like, "Son, if you use the word, you gotta be ready to fight." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, "There's no." It's like it was like one of the. I was I was extremely happy because I'm the only black person that he would have been able to call in that situation. I'm the only I'm the only black person that could talk to his son and help him understand. And he's still racist as hell. Like if he'd be like, he'd be like, hey man, when you gonna come over? I'll, I'll get the watermelon and chicken together. Like you know what I mean? Like it's still racist connotations, but I don't let it bother me. You know what I mean? And I'll throw a little cracker jokes back at him. But what I realized is we both felt the same way about a group of people, just because that's who we are. But we really download don't hate each other. We just don't. It's not your uh, so they like I don't understand because he used to be like you going over there to the little nigger bar and I was like, <laughs> 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 yeah, like it was so racist yo it was so racist and well, Serenity does the same thing if you ask her to come to a cooking bar whether you want to encourage or anything you might have learned today um racism. <sighs> It's still, it's still here. Um, I feel like um, we still 
we have a long way to go. I mean, some some people still think that racism ended with um, Martin Luther King. Some people don't even know who Martin Luther King is. Google. Um, but it's still here. I feel like we still got some work to do. Um, and hey, Howard just taught me you cannot like one race but be friends with somebody who don't like your race and y'all can still come together. I mean, it's all about a good conversation. Um, Talisha has also taught me that, which I've been looking into anyway, that biracial kids get it harder than other kids. That's it's another topic for discussion, but it's very much true. Um, I'm watching it with my own eyes with my great niece. So um, I believe that, you know, it'll get, hopefully it'll get better with time, but we still have to have those open conversations. Absolutely. Beautiful. That was awesome. Talisha? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say. Are you... Is, is it like a herd or just um, I'm still trying to figure know. it out? I'm not. I don't. I'm not hurt. I mean, you're just going to do what you're going to do anyways. But people are going to be people. At the end of the day, we just all need to just learn that we all believe the same color. It doesn't matter. Okay. And we're all uh, just, well, if you love Jesus, we're all going to have to meet our maker one day. And he's not going to be what we all think, like you said, and we just need to love each other instead of always kicking people while they're down or even down, period. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And for me, I just um, feel like it's a, like both of you guys have said, it's something that continues needs to be talked about um, so that we all can continue to learn from each other. And that's why I think having um, the KKK, uh, a Black Panther um, and then us on discussions like this is important because we still can learn from each other, even though um, racism is still here and it's going to stay. It is, no matter how long. Yeah. All right. Um, the king is um, of the panel. What would you say? Uh, I mean, I know I recognize racism is always going to be here, um, but it really is about taking away the offense um as we as we're raising our younger generation um because the younger generation really doesn't see the same color lines and we know that because if you put a white baby and a black baby in a room they're going to play with each other it's not until their minds become developed and racism is learned behavior um just like any other behavior so um if we change how we're offended in our offense and we give that to our children, then I think we'll be um, in a better place. Because if you don't have racism, you're going to have colorism, light skin versus dark skin. There's always going to be a level of division because everybody wants to be um, happy to be who they are. So I'm proud to be a black man, no matter if I agree with the white man or not. I'm always proud to be a black man. And so... um, having my friend he really honestly could never be proud to be a white man because i mean at the time the way he felt is understandable you shouldn't be proud about that but at the end of the day he could never be proud just to be white just to be like hey i'm white he can't do that so because of that 
Um, I feel for them in that way because I don't like a white person because of what their ancestors did to some slaves that came off the ship. That white person that was born in 1960, 70, 80, he did nothing to me or my family, but yet he has to, you know, pay the burn of that. So um, because of that, racism will always be here because, you know, that's just going to be black and white, Mexican. And so uh, love, as long as we operate in love, um, I think we'll be fine. So we just teach people how to love and don't let offense get you down or get you outraged. Because offense is always a choice. So, beautiful. That's, That's beautiful. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for stopping in and listening to our panel. These guys are amazing. I love them truly, and I'm very appreciative of them. Remember, if you are not stepping on anyone's toes, it's just because you're not walking. Signing out, Miss Red. <laughs>